Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. Happy New Year. I've got a fantastic guest for you today, uh, Craig Cook. He's the author of Business Kung Fu. He's got a fantastic slant on business strategies and in and Eastern philosophy. Um, and I'm excited to talk to entrepreneurs such as Craig on the show, get their insights. So Craig, welcome. Yeah. Hi, Dr. Liu. Thank you for having me today. Happy New Year. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. And uh, all my friends call me Chris, so please do the same. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> <do. laughs> thank yeah. you, Chris. Um, yeah. I love um, starting these innovative conversations with setting the stage, your experiences, and then delving right into this exciting conversation. Okay. Yeah. So the, the quick background on me is I, I started a digital marketing agency way back in the 20th century, I like to say, 1996. <laughs> yeah, so I'm definitely dating myself. But yeah, digital first company back in 1996 before digital first was even a term and uh, really was doing digital transformation work uh, before that was a term, really. So um, started working with uh, marketing independent music online. Uh, and it was interesting because... It was a neat idea, but at the time, there was only 30 million people worldwide online. <laughs> there was no broadband. There was no MP3s, and everyone was afraid to buy things online. And, and we had a website that people could come discover independent music artists, learn about them, listen to song samples, and, and buy their CDs through a secure server way back in 1996. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Struggling with that for a couple of years, we we adapted and, and evolved to focus more on businesses uh, doing website design because of all the skills that we had developed from that. And then started developing other capabilities, CD-ROM development, email marketing, search marketing, et cetera, built out a suite of uh, core services and continued to evolve and started working with bigger companies, middle market to large enterprise companies, uh, rebranded, repositioned ourselves a number of times and uh, built it, was on the Inc. 5000 list of fastest growing private companies five years in a row. Uh, also uh, achieved best places and top places to work during that time frame as well, about four years in a row. And eventually uh, sold the company in 2019. Then I stayed on for three years as CEO. And then last year left. And um, at the beginning of, uh, well, yeah, in March of uh, 2021, I believe. Or 22, no, 22, sorry. <laughs> and now we're in the new year. It's, it's um, I got to get my uh, mind uh, reconfigured here for the new year. 
anyways, took the rest of that year off. And then last year, at the beginning of the year, started doing consulting work. And there's a number of things that I do. Um, and I just released my first book, Business Kung Fu, in mid-November. So excited about that and excited to share. Yeah, I love that. Um, I love that. And, um, you know, you re- you re- achieved remarkable success with your digital marketing company. Um, yeah, I, remember, I definitely remember those times back in 96. You had to basically, you had to go, uh, you know, go to the, get buy CDs. You had to go to Blockbuster, rent VHS. You had to, you know, turn yeah. it in, you know, was, you know but now it's... Um, I, I definitely remember those days. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny uh, to share a quick funny story. Um, one day, maybe a couple of years ago, my wife and I, we were sitting with our kids and Netflix or one of those services wasn't working and they were getting all frustrated. And we're like, you guys don't understand. We used to have to go to a blockbuster back in the day and you know wait for uh, movies because sometimes they'd be out. And then we'd be standing at the line seeing if their movie would come in. They're like, what? You had to drive to go get a movie? You're like, yeah. <laughs> it's funny yeah how um you know the younger generation they were born with the internet yeah i like to say um we helped build the internet uh, <laughs> you know, Gen- generation x and then uh, generation y um really grew up with the internet and z was born with it you know totally yeah. digital and native so it's 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 interesting to see that progression of mindset yeah yeah, yeah, bring yeah, it brings back so many new memory, uh, good memories. Um, so um, you know, kind of um, you know, looking back, what were some of the most significant challenges you faced in the early days uh, of the internet, and how did you overcome them? Yeah, so there was many challenges. So yeah, one of the big things at the very beginning, uh, really limited resources. I started the company with a, a couple of friends uh, that I met in college. And I was 25 at the time, so you know, just a couple years out, and uh, we just started with $1,300 a piece in a computer, and uh, it was it was a tough go. Just uh, we didn't know any. The internet was so new, so there we really didn't know anyone in the industry. There was no connections and limited financial resources, and it was a, a really big struggle. Uh, the first five years were really brutal. Uh, just working a ton of hours, you know, 80, 90 hour a week, um, week, no vacations, working holidays, just doing what you had to do. You know, that's just what you have to do. Yeah. And um, just made a lot of mistakes, too. So it was just the, the I think one of those biggest challenges was those first five years, which is typical for a lot of companies and just <laughs> making a lot of mis- silly mistakes and, and limited resources. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so kind of, um, you know, talk about your book, business Kung Fu, and you integrate principles of martial arts into business strategies. And can you share how this unique approach has influenced your success and the key lessons entrepreneurs and the audience can learn from it? Sure. Absolutely. Happy to. So, uh, business Kung Fu, the reason, uh, why it's even called that, because the concept is, is taking lessons and principles that I learned from studying Chinese Kung Fu when I was younger. Um, I studied from age 17 to 25 intensely. And then I started my company at 25. And then I really just went all in, um, just obsessively all in with the company. So kind of started caring less about my health, which we can talk about, which is an interesting lesson in and of itself. However, uh, I took the principles uh, that I learned from Chinese Kung Fu and applied it to how I thought about the company, my mindset, uh, discipline, perseverance, 
uh, also even structurally uh, how I um, thought about the company, about creating like an, uh, an integrated system, an integrated um, offering as opposed to just one thing. You know, that was uh, uh, the system I studied was a complete fighting system. So I wanted the same in total integrated, complete system of services for uh, my company rather than just being a like a one trick pony type thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite interesting. Uh, it's, you know, quite interesting. And then, um, so, you know, where did this um, fascination with Eastern philosophy come from and, you know, kind of um, how did you learn to incorporate it? Why did you learn? Um, yeah. I'm just curious. Um, yeah, I remember. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan in the TV series Kung Fu. I was really fascinated with all that when I was a kid, you know, like 10 years old and would see that stuff. And I was just always intrigued and fascinated. I wanted to study martial arts early on, but my mother wouldn't let me. Um, there's a, a couple of cousins that lived with my two sisters and I. Um, so there was five of us and, and one of my cousins um i think he had studied karate or something and, and i don't remember this is what my mom told me he went around the neighborhood beating up kids so oh. she didn't want me to do that and they were older and they, she didn't want me to do that at least that's what she told me you know <laughs> and um but fast forward to when i was 17 my mom had a, a, a small restaurant and she had hired a chef from new york city he had moved out to california and uh, he was new to the area and I, I at the time I was a waiter. I started working when I was ten, washing dishes, and then I became a busboy at thirteen, and then a, a waiter at sixteen. So here I am, seventeen, and um, my mom hires a chef, Lyndon Clayhorn. Clayhorn is his name. Really wonderful gentleman. And um, through a conversation, the subject of kung fu came up, and he said that he knew kung fu. And I was like, whoa! My eyes got really big really you know kung fu he's all yeah he's all why you want to learn i was like yes yes yeah so i i asked my mom out of respect of course and she's a fine you know, she wasn't too, too thrilled about it but <laughs> i really wanted to yeah i just had this fascination with it um just this innate fascination uh with it so um and even also i remember i think when i was in first grade i did get bullied a little bit and i and i remember thinking uh yeah i never want that to happen again right so yeah that was in the back of my mind as well and i didn't study it to go around being up people i was just i was intrigued by it and by all aspects of it and and right when i started uh it gave me a pamphlet the the system that i started with was alan lee's kung fu Wusu out of new york city uh -huh. and he had a nice pamphlet that um had some philosophy and principles of Taoism and I was just reading I was just like intrigued and it was profound for me it was a profound mindset shift for me uh -huh. uh, like things are only hard if you make them hard and I was like wow yeah so true <laughs> you know it, it was just this mindset shift for me and um so I was really in, intense with that 
and I always just had a, a, a deep respect and fascination for um, Chinese culture and, and the Taoist uh, philosophies and so forth. Um, fast forward to when I'm um, in the midst of growing the company of 44, 2014, I met a, a Qigong instructor uh, or a practitioner. And that was a game changer for me, uh, which we can get into more details as well. Um, <laughs> but that started a whole other journey um, into uh, Eastern philosophy, Chinese culture, with the more of the medical Qigong. I learned some martial Qigong from when I was 17 to 25 and some health aspects like eight silk weaving. Uh, but um, this was a whole other world and and we can talk more about that if you like, but, you know, and I'm still uh, very, very into it. So yeah, just, just, it's been a wonderful journey and, and a lot of the principles that I, I really adopted and, and really helped me a great deal in my company. Yeah. And then, um, which I, I actually, I find this, uh, you know, Eastern philosophy and just kind of, um, spirituality, very fascinating and just, um, and how you can apply these and you have extensive experience in both business and energetic practices um and kind of elaborate what are energetic practices and how you believe principles of chinese energy medicine can be applied to enhance leadership and productivity in the corporate world right great great question yes so um on my website i label it energetic practices just to kind of have it be a you know, um, just a general term, right? That people could be like, oh, interesting, you know, strike curiosity. Uh, so I've studied Chinese medical Qigong and that's a, a, a energy medicine modality that's thousands of years old. You know, cultures from around the world have their uh, methods of, of working with energy. Um, and they're very similar in how they work with the energetic anatomy. We all have this energetic anatomy, just like we have physical anatomy, we have an energetic anatomy as well. Mm -hmm. And um, there's different cultures have different ways to organize, label, classify, and systematize working with energy that's within the body and outside of the body. Uh -huh. The Chinese system, yeah, with medical Qigong, uh, what I highly respect with it, it's, it's the Chinese culture has done an outstanding job of experimenting and documenting um, working with energy and creating protocols uh, for to address various conditions um, and to have certain outcomes. And in Qigong, there's there's three general pillars or systems. There's the martial, uh, there's the medical, and then there's the spiritual. So um, you know, I'm interested in in all three. And I'm actually um, right now studying, I'm enrolled in a, a doctorate program for Chinese energy medicine. Who's, uh, that's being taught by a, a well-known, respected master in the space, Dr. Jerry Allen Johnson. And uh, it's a, a martial, medical, and spiritual system that, that he teaches all in one. So it's super cool. Uh, so how does that relate to the business world and the corporate world? To get to your uh, other second half of your question there. Um, one... The demands in the corporate world and, and running a business, whether it's a small business or you're an executive in a, in a medium to large company, there's incredible demands that are placed upon you, which creates a ton of stress, pressure, right? Uh -huh. And that affects uh, your body in, in a multitude of ways. I mean, everyone has probably heard all kinds of different reports and studies of how stress affects the body, 
Well, yeah. let's get into that a little deeper. There's all kinds of varying emotions that affect the body, uh-huh. right? So uh, um, it's, it's part of our energetic anatomy where all of the five yin organs, so the heart, the lungs, the liver, the spleen, the kidneys. And there's the virtues of those organs, which you can uh, equate those to like positive aspects. Uh-huh. And then there's the emotions, which are more uh, considered more of the negative aspects. So for example, if um, there happens to be someone through the uh, very angry, very in the liver organ, um, that's the, the repository for that. So um, over time, what happens as we have these negative emotions or these positive and uh, negative interactions with people, places, situations, uh, when we have these negative emotions, though, especially they create these uh, energetic clusters, right? Uh-huh. Uh, there, there's uh, the Chinese uh, like to have things uh, in, set, in sets of threes, which I like a lot as well. Um, so there's the spirit body, the energy body, and the physical body. The spirit affects the energy body. The energy body affects the physical body, but it goes the other direction as well. So the spirit, our thoughts and emotions, affects the energetic matrix. That's kind of like the template, the energetic template uh-huh. for the body. And over time, these energetic clusters that form, um, as it's consistent, persistent, they get denser in a sense, and they collect more. And eventually, they have uh, an influence on the physical tissues of the body. Mm-hmm. So in that example with the liver, uh, that could manifest as some sort of physical condition over time that could be in the liver itself or maybe the gallbladder, because that's the, the yang organ uh, related to the yin organ. Um, or one of the channel areas that could just manifest in some sort of physical ailment, some sort of chronic condition. So with the, the energetic work, you want to cut that stuff off at the pass. Uh, there's three aspects with when you're doing Qigong work, whether you're doing the work yourself with a variety of Qigong exercises, or you're going to go see a practitioner that administers Qi and, and does the, the energy work with you. And that's purging, tonifying, and regulating. Purging is getting rid of all those negative energetic clusters that are forming. So it's kind of like a um, a car wash for the body or tune-up. If you, you know, your vehicle needs maintenance, right? Your car, you've got to take it in for a tune-up and oil change and all that stuff. Well, same thing, our, our energetic anatomy needs that that maintenance as, as well. So you can clear all that stuff out. That's that purging, get it out of there. And then once that space has been created, you want to fill it, tonify, strengthen with um, you know the more more positive aspects of energy uh, to, uh, uh, so that that space that's been created doesn't get filled again with, with negative energy. And then the, the regulation is balancing. So you really get in this state of homeostasis with the body. And, and as you do this work, it's very interesting. It's really uh, a big game changer for me. I know I'm kind of talking a lot here, but I'll, I'll say this one point. Um, in 2014, I was really out of centered uh, with myself, really, really off balance and and just wasn't myself, like a, my old self. And when I came across my first Qigong instructor, I went to see him and had a great uh, session with him. So I'd go see him once a month. For, and then over a period of six months, at the end of that time period, I found myself noticing that, wow, I feel better. I'm much more balanced, much more centered. 
and then at that time he he asked me do you want to learn how to do this and i said yes you know without any hesitation whatsoever um and that was that was the impact it had for me you know there's all kinds of modalities out there in different ways that people can um deal with the stress and and other aspects but qigong is a really detailed comprehensive system of working with with the whole entire being so it's great mm. yeah really fascinating because it reminds me of this uh book that i've read it's called the body keeps a score and it's kind of um you know talking about where these um you know basically these uh traumas emotional traumas get stored in different areas it could you know lead to you know strokes heart attacks cancer um all of that uh so i've always been fascinating how is qigong different than reiki is it or is it very similar to to that um, so it's similar, just like I mentioned that various cultures from around the world have their methods, their modalities of working with energy. So Reiki is the Japanese system uh -huh. and Qigong is the Chinese system. Uh -huh. um, that's the quickest way to differentiate <laughs> the two, but, but uh -huh. similar in a sense of working with energy. It's a, a form of energy medicine, um, similar, but different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and your comment about the body storing all these these negative traumas yes exactly that's you know part of the underlying theory is um through these interactions with people places situations positive and negative some of these negative experiences can be extremely traumatic and what we tend to do is we tend to stuff all that inside ourselves uh -huh. rather than expressing and discharging and releasing all that right yeah. so it gets stuffed inside and then based on the emotions it can then get stored in the particular organ. So for example, uh, grief, like so the loss, uh, loss that causes a ton of grief, which could then lead to depression that's stored in the lungs. Mm. Um, yeah. So, so over time, there could be a variety of issues uh, that are you know, related to the lungs that, that come about. Um, Cancer is a big one. Um, actually, uh, Dr. Johnson, who runs the doctorate program enrolled in, he's that's what he's really well known for is treating cancer patients successfully, like thousands of patients. It's a pretty amazing what he's done. Um, yeah. And and from what he's taught is that uh, a lot of times, I mean, there's there's it's a very um, multivariant factor disease. Mm -hmm. that there can be all kinds of causes such as environmental with pollutants, toxins in our environment. Um, and then there's also like the emotional stuff that over time, like I mentioned before, how I explained it before over time that kid, um, those specific uh, emotions uh, can express itself as some sort of a physical type of cancer. So for example, if there's, um, someone grows up and there's a lot of uh, say a female has a lot of father issues for whatever reason or, or male authority issues. And over time, there's just uh, a lot of grief, depression, sadness that develops. Well, that can manifest um, as some sort of like cysts, like breast cancer. You know, yeah. that's kind of a, a, a typical thing that, that could happen there. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's based on uh, emotional trauma that is stored and never, never released. So, that's another part of the work is to bring up these things, get that energetic um, uh, clusters released out of the body. 
before it, it even becomes one of those conditions. But if if those conditions do exist, mm -hmm. the, the the work, the medical qigong work, also addresses those physical issues as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it you know, you know what you were describing also like, um, as we age, you know, uh, we you know kind of um set in our ways we come a lot energetically heavier and then but like if you look at like like my nieces and nephews they're like three-year-old eight-year-old they're light they're just very light you know kind yeah. of um but then like us we you know go through life accumulating all this you know garb emotional heaviness and then you know so we're just you know as we get older we're just yes. like yeah but uh very right if we could be like children right carefree <laughs> and happy and joyful and playful and and just the, <laughs> what they can do with their physical bodies being so pliable and and yeah we we get weighed down you know um, and all those stress and pressures uh, you know especially like business owners and uh, executives so forth um, a lot of demands and obligations responsibilities so there's a lot of tightness that that resides in the shoulders area yeah, so it's just that heaviness. It affects the body. You can, you can, you can see it and you can feel it just like you described. Yeah. So it's important to have some sort of practice. You know, for me, uh, Qigong was a game changer. And, um, but I do advocate that uh, it's great to have a mix of things. So, you know, the big three for me are Qigong, uh, martial arts still, and then also strength training, you mm. know, working with uh and, and then, you know, nutrition is also, also big, but in my book, uh, I mentioned about the importance of taking care of yourself to be of service to self. So you can be of service to others. You yeah. know, it was a big lesson I, I learned, um, right around 2015, I, I um, yeah, maybe 2015, 2016, I learned that I had a challenge with diabetes actually. Oh. Uh -huh. And actually, you know, had it full on. Um, just in my mind, you know, mindset, like my book, Business Kung Fu, essentially is a mindset book, you know, geared towards entrepreneurs. Yeah. So when I, I heard that, oh, okay, that's that's sucks. <laughs> you know, I didn't expect it to get it this early because it runs in the, my family. Uh, but okay, all right. Uh, well, I want I want to beat this. And my doctor is a very cool naturopath doctor. She's she's awesome. So, well, you can beat it naturally, yeah, because I said, I don't want to take any pharmaceutical medicines. I uh, did a lot of work with pharmaceutical companies, and yeah, I'm just not into it. And uh, uh, she said, well, you can do it naturally. It's just going to take a lot of work and discipline. I said, oh, that's good. I'm disciplined. I, I can do it. So, um, yeah, I've reversed it. You know, it's a lifestyle change, and, and I just had to um, need that kick in the butt to really realize that. Yeah. Yeah, I was so into my business and running it and, and I let myself go and it affected me and my, and my, and my productivity and effectiveness. Cause I was so tired in the afternoon. I'd get home at night and, and I would crash after dinner. I'd like fall asleep on the couch for a couple hours. And I never used to do that before. Yeah. And foggy brain, you know, all these things. And then when, when I discovered this, Oh, wow, this makes sense. Um, so yeah, it's 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 uh, from 2014 to now. It's just been um, a journey of really getting back on track of taking care of myself, and I feel like I did in my 20s. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. When I was at optimal health, yeah, yeah. Just it's and and again, I really emphasize 
it's super important because in order to be of service to others, you got to take care of yourself. So my saying, like in my book, I say you need to be of service to self so you can be of service to others for a lifetime. Yeah. 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 I love that. How can people uh, find out more about you? Uh, well, I'm on uh, LinkedIn. So LinkedIn slash in Craig Cook. Uh, that's a cook with the E at the end. Uh, and there's also my website, uh, C squared pro.io. That's the letter C and then squared spelled out and then dot IO. And then um, my book here, Business Kung Fu, is available on Amazon and, and paperback, hardcover, and, and Kindle format. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, the book is um, my first one and I, uh, hopefully others to come. But it's a great book, again, mindset book geared for entrepreneurs, uh, but business professionals in general. Uh, but there's people that have been giving me feedback that even um, like high school students or college students that are trying to figure their life out, that it could be really good for them too, which kind of made sense because martial arts was a game changer for me when I was 17 because I wasn't on the greatest path. Yeah. And it, it got me moving in a real positive direction. Yeah. Yeah, for all the audience out there, um, let's thank Greg for coming on and um, um, sharing these very, very um, innovative concepts. And be sure to follow him on all of his social media links, which will be in the show notes. And with that, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Chris. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you so much.